welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm Elise and we are in my living room on the Upper East Side as usual. Let me tell you something. It's episode 32. I'm very excited. We're just banging through these episodes, baby, you know? Um, Okay, we have lots of things to talk about today. We're talking about should your date pay for your kid? Don't worry. If you're not a parent, this is still relevant because it's it's like a thing. Like, I have friends that are like, I'm out on a date and I want to know why he didn't pay for my kids to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And I'm like, well, one, why are you at Chuck E. Cheese? And two, it's like, why do you expect your new date to pay? That's weird. Okay. But but more importantly, is that drinking on dates? Okay. How about my Russian neighbor? She's driving fucking crazy. Okay. The other thing is I just heard of a new strain of this virus. I'm losing my mind. So lots of things to talk about. Episode 32. Have a sip of your dirty, dirty martini. Hopefully it's extra dirty. And talk to me, Elise. Fact of the day. I don't know if you knew this, but McDonald's once made bubblegum flavored broccoli. Is that not nausea city? Can you imagine that? Hi, I'll take a number one with some honey mustard on the side. No, let me get the, let me get a side of that bubblegum flavored broccoli. <laughs> Was it pink? I don't even know when this existed. Somebody told me this and I and I Googled it and it's true. But I did not but I did not have the wherewithal to go into the, the, the vortex of weird unedible vegetables. Um apparently kids though it didn't go over well with kids. They were confused. Of course they were confused. McDonald's is seeing a broccoli tree and it look it's tasting like a piece of bubble yum. Come on. Anyway, who knew? So, how's your week? How you doing? Let me tell you something. I ripped that freaking Christmas tree down so fast. I ripped it down like a hooker in a strip club that hasn't had sex in 10 years, okay? I ripped that shit right down. I couldn't. First of all, I have a fake tree. But if I had a real tree, that shit would have been down on freaking Christmas Day at midnight because the needles, the needles, I can't, I can't take the needles all over the place. I have a fake tree, but you know what the thing is? I feel like Christmas threw up everywhere. Right after Christmas is over, I'm looking at the tree. It's not limp and sad and needle city, but it literally is just making me crazy. I'm looking at this tree that's it is giant, okay? And it's only giant because I got it on sale somewhere. So, of course, I it was on sale because it was the extra giant version. And it takes up like a quarter or a third of my living room. My kids can't play. I got ornaments on the floor. I got ornaments only like a quarter, you know, I don't have ornaments on a quarter down the tree because, you know, they will, they will break them and stuff. So it's like, I I just need to be done with it. I don't want to see the nativity. I don't want to see, I don't want to see elf on a shelf. I, I, I don't want to see boxes and ribbons and, and just shit. I just had to take it down. I just, I have friends that leave their tree up till like the end of February. It'll be Valentine's Day. They'll send me a picture, okay, of them with their sweetheart, and there's a tree in the background. And I'm like, why is your tree still up? Oh, no. What? Just t- tell me what the reason is. And they're like, you know, I just, it just, I just get so busy. And I'm just like, you get busy. That's priority for me. You know what also is priority? Shaving my armpits, okay? <laughs> Take your tree down. Do yourself a favor. Give yourself a mental reprieve, okay? I took it down. I couldn't be happier. I don't know about you. What about you? Do you take your tree down? You take it down right away. I think it, is it, I was trying, I was telling one of my girlfriends, 
Aren't you supposed to wait till like January 7th or something? Isn't there like a holiday little Christmas or something? Am I getting this wrong? I didn't look it up, but but I think that's like when you're supposed to, air quotes, take your tree down. Supposed to is world according to my mother. I don't know. I feel like she told me that. Maybe it was an Italian thing. I don't even know. But you know what? I don't care. My tree came down on New Year's Day. I couldn't be happier. It's like Christmas never happened, which that did make me a little sad, though, I have to say. I mean, I, I, I spent a lot of time putting it up and then wham, bam, down. But, but when space is a premium in Manhattan, okay, when space is a premium, nobody has room for a giant artificial pre-lit bush, okay? No, no, no one does. This week, Amazon had Kashi cereal on sale for 25 cents. Let me tell you, I was dying, okay? I go, I do my order on Amazon Fresh because it, it, the prime delivery is free because they make it just so easy, of course. This is why people try to ban Amazon because, you know, they're just taking over, over everything. And they've been for, for years and years now. But anyway, I do Amazon Fresh, free delivery, They you know, whatever. They make it easy. The prices, you can't beat the prices. And I buy this Kashi cereal and I go on the other day and it was on sale for 25 cents. I thought it was a mistake. I was dying. So, of course, then I, like, was trying to buy three. And then, you know, I mean, three boxes of cereal for 75 cents. Is that not a bargain, right? Right? I know. I know. I don't know. So, but but then, of course, it was like, uh-uh, only one per customer could do to the sale price. And I was like, okay, fine. But two, yay, Amazon coming through with a box of cereal for 25 cents. I mean, that's better than getting a really good coupon on the CVS thing. You know, that's almost as good. It was it was almost the feeling of the 25-cent box of cereal, the, the discovery of that was almost as good as the me watching the crazy coupon ladies on TLC a bunch of years ago, okay, which they should bring back that, that show. I'm walking around the city as I do. And because, you know, so many stores are closed and everything's whatever, you know, I'm, and, and I like to people watch. I, I, I am extra people watching because there's not a lot of people. So it's like I'm extra honed in. And, you know, everybody is wearing and has been wearing these sneakers. I know you probably know them. GGDB, these Golden Goose sneakers. Do you know them? The brand GGDB. Google it. Um, they're GG, Golden Goose. They're, 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 they're sneakers that are $550, yes, and if you don't know them, and they're made to look distressed. They look literally a small, small, dirty sneakers for women. They are hideous. Okay, like, I want somebody to tell me why everyone in Manhattan is wearing $550 old, dirty sneakers that they bought ripped and dirty. Like, when I say dirty, like, the rubber on the bottom looks dirty. The leather on the top is scuffed, and ha- it, it looks dirty. Like, someone said a few years ago when I read an article about these shoes that um, that the brand was trying to mock poverty. And the brand didn't want to, you know, they declined to comment. Let me tell you something. Mocking poverty? D- if you buy these sneakers, does that make you feel good? I mean, because does, it would not... Okay. I used to be so poor when I when I when I was in my early twenties in the city. I literally knew all the bars for happy hour in Manhattan that gave out free snacks. Okay, I mean I was broke. I I am not mocking poverty. Okay, anybody that watched Will Smith in the Pursuit of Happiness is not mocking poverty. Okay, anybody that goes to India 
you know, some parts of India is not mocking poverty. I, I just can't get it. I just can't get my head around it. Now, you want to go buy, you know, a hundred million dollar pocketbook? I get that. Fine. You know, it's a thing. But to buy old dirty sneakers, ugh, and they have sparkles on them. It's like high-low. I have no interest. If I want high-low, I don't know. I'm going to Forever 21. I'm buying a 199 shirt. I'm topping it off with a Walmart bra, and then I'm rocking a really nice designer bag with that. I'm not buying $550 dirty sparkle sneakers. Get out of here. Speaking of dirty dirties, my neighbor, I am done with her ass. <laughs> She's like 90 years old, and my neighbor... Old Russian woman. She thinks it's cute. Wait, you're going to die. Listen to this. You're going to die. She thinks it's cute to have a midnight Marlboro Red before bed. I did not try to rhyme that on purpose. Literally, this old broad around midnight every night stinks up the hallway smoking a Marlboro Red. Marlboro Red's cigarettes have such a distinct dirty filthy john wayne smell i don't even know what to do with myself i had to go on amazon and buy a cold door stopper thing you know those cold draft door stoppers i got one with cats on it i gotta get my cat door stopper i gotta line it up at the door because i can't deal that my house smells like a tobacco factory at midnight I have to block out her stink. She's giving me secondhand smoke over here. Then, wait, wait for this. You're going to die. The Grand Dame, the Grand Dame of Odessa, starts frying up sardines a couple times a week at one in the morning. I swear to God. First, you're going to pollute my lungs. Then, you're going <laughs> to further pollute my lungs, my, my nose, my throat might give me a headache because you're frying fish at 1 a.m. It's like, listen, lady, this is not Rasputin in Brighton Beach where you eat and drink till 6 a.m., okay? She tells me sometimes she's annoyed she lives next door to a family. You know what? Oh, I'm annoyed that I live next door to a washed-up old burlesque dancer from Odessa, okay? Okay? This is... this. <laughs> This is what it's like living in an apartment. Nut jobs all over the place. I mean, look, I'm sure she thinks I'm nuts too. Sometimes I take out the garbage. I'm in a sequin gown. I sing to myself. I'm talking to myself. I'm doing my podcast. She's probably like, this girl, I get an immense amount of food delivered for just, you know, a few people living here. I'm always cooking baked goods. I mean, she definitely thinks I have probably a bulimia issue because all I'm doing is eating, but... For some reason, she always comments on how skinny I am, which is probably some weird burlesque dancer fucked up backwards compliment thing. I don't know. But anyway, this is what it's like. You know what I want somebody to tell me? When are we going to make goddamn plans again? When can we make our plans? What are you going to do? The first thing I'm dying to know. What's your first thing that you want to do when this whole shit's over? Because in the New York Times, um, a couple weeks ago, they had an article, and it was they asked a bunch of people what the first thing they want to do is. I have it in front of me. I saved it. I wanted to tell it to you. Some people, um, some people, they said they wanted to, I don't know, where the hell is it? Wait, is this not it? Oh, God. You know what? I don't even know where it is. What a train wreck am I? Oh, God. Anyway, well, you want to know what? 
People said crazy things. People said things like they want to go to a bar and order a really expensive drink that they can't afford. People said they want to go to the library and they want to touch all the germy books and they they don't have to think about that. People said that they want to go on a date and have sex on the first date. People said that they want to go on a date and have a nice goodnight kiss that they haven't gotten. People want to end Zoom dates. These were some of the things. This is what I want to do. I want to go on stage. I want to go back on stage and do stand-up, okay? That's what I want to do. I've spent four years trying to work on this craft. I was in improv at the pit in Manhattan and UCB. I started doing stand-up. I want to go back on stage and work on the craft. I love to laugh. I like to make people laugh. I love the crowds, the energy. I am dying to do that. I am also dying to people watch again, properly people watch. Now, watch people look like a bunch of miserable guts, misery guts, walking around Manhattan in blue masks, okay? I want to people watch. I want to see people fancy free, just living their lives. I want to just be able to sit down on the sidewalk and just be like, wow, this city's so amazing. I just want to do that. You know what else I want to do? I want to go to the diner and I want to pay at the register in cash. And then I want to take some free mints and put them in my pocketbook. And I don't want to have to worry about what kind of filth is on these free mints. <laughs> but is that the end of the mints, by the way? Are there no more mints? Is there going to be no more free candy anywhere? No more, no more, um, no more little samplings. Remember the the mints at the diner? You know the old school diners? They come in a in like a, a, a dome with a spoon in them. Can you imagine that in this day and age right now? What's going on? We're living through. They looked like these white little mini pillow, like bloated chiclets. They looked like little bloated chiclets. That's what they looked like. They had a little faint pastel color on the edge. And people would just go and take this spoon and just spoon, spoon, spoon all these mints and put them all in their hand and then shove them in their mouth. Ugh. Can you imagine? that? Would ne that's never going to happen again, I don't think, in our lifetime. Never. An uncovered mint for public consumption. All your dirty little fingers. What about when you go to the diner and they give you pickle and a cold slaw uncovered? I don't think that's going to happen again either. Maybe it does. I don't know. I can't see it, happen it happening in Manhattan. Speaking of, so the other thing that I read in the paper, which I thought was an interesting thing, in America, which I didn't know, in America, like as if, like as if, exactly where I was born. Okay, Hilaria. Let me tell you, the, in, in the U.S., there's 40,000 movie theaters, okay? 40,000 movie theaters. Let me tell you how many are closed. 22,000. That's crazy, right? 22,000 movie theaters closed because of the pandemic, because of coronavirus. Shame. I, I, I like, I like going to the movies. I, well, let me say when I was younger, I didn't like going to the movies because I always have so much energy and ants in my pants until I discovered a movie theater in Manhattan that served dinner, dinner, a dining movie theater. I'm sure you know these two cause they have one. My friends go to one, I think in Menlo or in Woodbridge, New Jersey. There's a good one to think over there. Well, I go to one, it's called the CMT Theater or something. I think that's what it's called. It was on like 63rd and, and 1st Avenue. They had the menu, it was a beautiful menu. They served alcoholic beverages. I actually don't drink that much. So I, I'm not into like drinking in the dark with a burger and watching a movie. It's like overstimulation for me. But the food was good and the chairs were comfortable and I could put my feet up 
and I could just eat whatever and I don't have to worry about my date looking at me, what I'm eating, or, or how fast I'm eating it, or how many times I'm double dipping everything and everything. Oh man, I miss that. I bet you miss the movies too, right? Mm. That'll be nice. It's the little things. I miss the popcorn. You know what I never got, though? I bet you agree with this. What's with the popcorn toppings? I like the popcorn. I'm into the popcorn. I love the butter. I love the butter. But you know what? Then I looked one day a few years ago, and I see, like, cinnamon sugar topping for popcorn, like a candy topping, and, like, you put your popcorn thing underneath this thing, like, underneath the pump thing, and... and and it's like you get sprinkles of, of 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 cinnamon sugar dust on your popcorn. No, no. I want to put lots of butter on my popcorn from the movies. Then I want to get snow caps and I want to dump them in the popcorn tub. And then I want to take both of my hands and mix it all up and have a giant, giant size Diet Coke. I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke. I don't anymore. So it'd probably be seltzer now. And, and, and that's just how I want to spend my time at the movies. Oh, I'm dying for that. Mm. Wear leggings, elastic waist pants. If I'm on a date, I'll wear jeans. I'll unbutton them. Pull my shirt over it so my date doesn't need to see that I'm secretly a slob. Oh, God. Anyway, on the dating note, when you go out on first dates, are you drinking? I know. Everybody does. Is I know. It's a ridiculous question. Well, 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 in... This past Sunday's newspaper in the Vow section, which is one of my favorites, where you read all about the ridiculous couples in the city and 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 their um, wedding stories, which is great. They had an article called uh, "The Right Way to Date and Drink or Not Drink at All," and it made me think: like when we go out for drinks, oh, I should say, excuse me, when we go out for a date. We're going out for a drink. I mean, like, you want to meet somebody, you're usually saying, like, you want to go out for a drink, at least in the city. You know, some people say you want to go out for coffee, but here we're like, you want to go out for a cocktail. But it's, you know, the, the rules are a little different, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're not, um, you know, if you're sober, right? I didn't even know. This article talked all about, by the way, dating uh, um, sites for, for people that are sober. I had no idea. I wrote them down. This is one. Um, 12-step match, love and recovery, single and sober, or lucid, L-O-O-S-I-D. It's an app. It's basically a sober social network. You know, I I think that's really nice, but I didn't know that those things existed. I literally had no idea. I did not know that there were um, sober um, apps for for singles. I think that's great. But, But let me tell you something. I like going out on a date, you know, having a drink, you know, in the beginning when you're meeting somebody. But it does cloud the judgment, okay? It does. Like, the thing is, the thing is, is that having the cocktail could lighten the mood. I don't need anything to lighten my mood. I feel like my mood's always kind of light. But but it's fun. It's fun. And you go to a great hotel bar, and you have a nice drink, and it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. And you sit in there, and you're all like, oh, this is great. And you're in a great outfit, and he's cute. And maybe he's a psychopath, but who cares? Because you're just having a date, and you're having a nice cocktail in a nice place, and he's paying. But it's like, next thing you know, you're not picking up. Your antennas aren't as sharp on the psychopath radar because... Your judgment's a little cloudy because of the drinking. And let me tell you something, okay? I had a friend who went out on a date with a guy. And uh, it was a second date. 
and she had a couple glasses of wine, and she wasn't, she didn't put anything in a drink or anything like that. She's in her 40s. Um, they were in the suburbs, and uh, she said after this, the date, did you want to come back to the his apartment, whatever, and she said, okay. They go back to his apartment, and she wound up sleeping with him, and she did not want to. It was not a forced situation. It wasn't. I would tell you if it was. It wasn't. It was just that she said after a couple glasses of wine, and she hasn't did she didn't do the do in a long time. So after a couple glasses of wine, here she is back at this guy's house after a second date, and she said she probably shouldn't have went back to his house, but he was a little insistent, and she just felt ah whatever. Judgment was cloudy. Next thing you know, the do and the do, and she woke up, and she was not happy. Now. They actually wound up dating for a year. She wound up really liking him and, you know, blah, blah. And like I said, there was no foul play. But it was just the fact that she wanted to wait to have sex with him. She didn't want to have sex with him on the second date after a couple glasses of wine that made her all loosey-goosey. And I get it. And, you know, so even though I like all that kind of thing, I actually, um, I, 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 I don't really like to drink a lot on, on dates for that reason. Like, one drink, fine, but one drink and, like, really let it last. So I'm wondering, like, do you do you like to drink on your dates? I mean, I don't know. Like, if you go out with your girlfriends or your guy friends, you're easily knocking back a bunch of drinks. But then all of a sudden you're on a date and it's a whole different thing. It's like you're in a fishbowl. You're in an incubator. You, 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 you're being watched. You have to watch you can't be throwing back a few your cousin from Boston, Sam Adam Lockers. Next thing you know, you'll be, you know, doing the cabbage patch on the bar floor. It's not a good <laughs> it's not a good look. I personally make better decisions when I don't have any alcohol in my system. When I have alcohol in my system, I think I'm Gypsy Rose Lee from the movie, the, the movie from the 60s. Gypsy, I I am I am the life of the party, and then I get very, very hungry, and then I get very tired. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more fun sober, to be quite honest. In fact, James, if you're listening, you could agree. Remember, I came over, we sang cabaret songs, we sang piano songs around, cabaret songs around your piano, and you were drinking and I wasn't, and I was way more fun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but also, by the way, if you're drinking on dates, you know, in, in, in early dates with somebody, and then you're thinking maybe you want to have sex, maybe you don't. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, if you're a guy, are you good performing? Like, if you're having a lot of drinks? Some people need alcohol to take the, the sex anxiety off. You know, they need the drink to loosen them up. I know people, men like that. But... But what if you have a drink and it, and it does the reverse, you know? Ah, I don't know. It's something I was thinking about after I read the article. I just, I think, uh, I think the younger people, it's more just like, get like, it's, it's more almost about the drinking than the dating, you know? Whereas for us people that are a little bit older, it's more about the dating and maybe the drinking, but it's more in moderation. But I'm, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. Anywho, any hoodle. So I usually do a product, but you know what I'm doing today? I'm just going to say that I think everybody should go out and buy fucking paper towels. You know why? Because let me tell you something. I went to Costco. They were sold out of paper towels. Yes, Costco. That's right. Sold out. Well, they were sold out of the good ones. Not that I care really about brands so much, but I'm not so brand loyal. But with paper towels, I am. Because if you buy the junky ones, sometimes they just don't really absorb anything. But so then I went to Amazon. I took it to the Zon. I took it to the Zon. Let me tell you something. A pack of Bounty Selecticize, 
12 rolls, 12 rolls, guess how much that costs? If this was a game show, guess how much? A pack of bounty, select a size, paper towels, 12 rolls, guess how? Do, 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 do. Oh, you didn't guess? Oh, you did? Okay, guess what? $42.99. $42.99. You're telling me that I should be buying 12 rolls of paper towels for 40 Get the hell out of here. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. So you know what? I know they sell them in the supermarkets around me. I'm going to have to pay a premium, a.k.a. like three ninety nine a roll. It's going to make me nauseous, but I'm going to do it because, and then you're going to say, well, why don't, if you're going to buy three ninety nine a roll, why don't you just buy the twelve forty three? Because I'm just not, because that's just extortion on Amazon. It's just, it's complete extortion. I'm not doing it. I'm not supporting that kind of practice. But I think that everybody should just stock up on paper towels. Anyway, my ex-husband texted me while we were doing this whole show tonight. Let me get out my phone. Let me see. He tells me, he says to me, um, there's a new strain of, a New York, here it is. Elise, New York has identified the B, the B117, more contagious version of Corona. I think you should brace yourself for the schools closing again for a month or two. Let me tell you something. If that happens, I'm going to go effing insane. One, two, two, okay, two. Guess what else that means? Paper towel shortage. Toilet paper shortage. So I think everybody's got to get out and buy the bounty if you can find it. I think we're going to get crazy now. Anyway. Um, every week I do a question from the audience. This question, ooh, I, I, I talk about this with my girlfriends a lot. Me and my, well, I should say me and my girlfriends, we talk about this a lot. The question is, uh, hey, Elise, I'm a single mom and I'm dating and I'm with a guy for a few months and we go out now with my child and I want to know if he should pay for my child. And um, it's, it's, it's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. This is what I think. If he asks you and your kids to go for dinner or lunch or breakfast, hey, do you and your kids want to go for, you know, something to eat lunchtime? You know, if he asks that, then I think you it's okay to assume that he's probably going to pay because he, it's a he asked and he invited you with the kids. But if you're all going to see a movie or something, um, yeah, I and you get to the counter and it's like, you know, $14 movie tickets each and then the the three kids or whatever you have. No. I don't think you should pay. But I get how you would maybe feel bad, you know, just because it's one of those things. You know, I have a few friends that they've been there done that and they've spoken about it with the person. Hey, you know, so when we go out and the kids, you know, are here, do you think that like, you know, I I don't, I don't really feel you've been paying. I don't feel comfortable with that. Like, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're obligated. Going out is expensive enough, you know, blah, blah. And, you know, usually guys are like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm top, top, top. I'm so, but, but then, but then, but then, but then when next time the woman says like, no, let me get it. And is like kind of stern about it. Then the guy's like, okay, but you know what? Listen, it's like, even if you don't have kids, this is a thing. It's a thing. The man pays air quotes like it's traditional thing, and I, you know, I think that it's nice when a man treats you. You know, asks you out on a date, of course, and treats you to dinner, or drinks, or whatever. And listen, if he wants to invite you and some other folks, I would assume that he was probably picking up the bill. I would still always offer. I would never not offer. Like my two daughters are my daughters. My responsibility. 
they are expensive children because that's just what children are. And I would not expect him to pay for my kids if we are going on a vacation or we are doing an activity. And if he's in, if he goes to get the wallet or whatever, I am offering. I, you know, it's 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 it, things are just too expensive. Now, if he does pay for you all the time, if you don't have kids, if you happen to be listening to this and you don't have kids, or if you to the person that asked me the question, if he's always paying for you and your children, I think what you should do is pay him back somehow, which is pick up a little gift for him do a little something sweet for him, maybe get him a few tickets to a game whenever that shit up opens back up, um, for him and his friends, you know, like that kind of thing. I think you have to really repay it in, in, in a nice, in a nice way, but expect, should he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Kind of, cause, 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 cause let's be serious here. What if you're single and you're dating a guy with a couple of kids or a kid and you go out like can you imagine if you were paying for like him and and other people all the time? No, it would probably annoy you, you know? That's that quote of the day. Nelson Mandela, baby. It always seems impossible until it's done. Isn't that true? Love it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lisa Lucci Show. I always love talking to you guys. Can you give me a review on Apple Podcasts? Am I begging? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Do I care? Probably not. Um, but thank you for listening, and make sure you tell your friends. I'm trying to get new um, subscribers. Not new. I should say not new. More subscribers. Um, if I want to get picked up in any sort of podcasting sort of networky thing, you know, listeners and subscribers are the key. So. We are at 10,000, 10,000 plus, I should say, a month, which is crazy to me, but I love it. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you on TikTok and Instagram or wherever else we connect, or I will see you next week on the Elise Delucci Show. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.